you are listening to the TN Horror Podcast Network. Horror with a sense of humor. Explorers in the further regions of experience. Demons to some, angels to others. One thing we can all agree on is death is going to come, and then the afterlife. Ecclesiastes 3 says, there's a... Don't touch that dial. You found another episode of Rancid Rancid Reviews. I'm your host, Yeti the Movie Raccoon, and today we're going to talk Tennessee Gothic. No, no, I'm not putting on eyeliner and, and vinyl. You're welcome. I'm talking about a film called Tennessee Gothic 2019, made right here in the great state of Tennessee. It's a horror sex comedy, and it's fucking great. Now, this movie came across my radar like, I don't know, some weeks ago, back here in October, when everything else was there, too. And I watched the trailer, I thought it looked cool, and I was going to check it out, and then uh, Isaac Thorne reviewed it. So it kind of got knocked down on my list. It was like, you know... Yeah, I'll get to it. It looks cool. So we were at Rocky Top Horror Show, and uh, we're sitting at the table, and and Isaac is a fan of the film, and Jim Jam and Johnny had both said it was really good. So I was, and I was looking at some of the stuff on their table, and just talking to the folks a little bit, and decided it's like, I yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna check this movie out at some point. And then came the pivotal moment. When I believe it was Johnny told me that Rue Morgue Mag called this movie an hour and a half long rape joke. I don't know if you if you listen to my Dark Side of the Womb review, but it's reviews like that that make me want to watch a movie. So, I had heard a bunch of good stuff about it, but that one that this is an hour and a half long rape joke that moved this took this movie from. Yeah, I'll get to it eventually, To I'm going to get to it this week. Uh, so I watched it last night, and here we are. Now, the synopsis for this film, something to the effect that a dim-witted farmer and his son take in a wounded woman to help her heal after a brutal attack, and their living situation escalates from a fucking a raucous comedy into mind-bending horror because she's just not what she seems now i tell you what i don't know about the whole this movie's an hour and a half long rape scene thing maybe i'll get to that later but the movie does start with a rape scene it doesn't bother me it's fine i'm just saying that everybody i talked to neglected to fucking point that out I don't mind shit like that, you know, I wasn't watching it with my, my kids or anything, uh, but it was, I mean, it's a bold start, that's all I'm saying. It's a bold way to start a fucking film, and <clears throat> hats off, that that scene spawns this really interesting rape scene because Sylvia, the, the, the girl in the movie, uh, she goes fucking berserk and kills some dudes, fucks some shit up. And the revenge plot there, it's actually like a revenge subplot, is this, uh, I guess they're all in a cult, and the big badass redneck brother finds his brother's corpse and vows revenge on Sylvia. 
and that's the revenge plot. It's, it's, I think it's really cool to see it taken from that way because I'm, <clears throat> I don't think it like makes the rapist look better. You know what I'm saying? I just think it's an original. It's a it's an original idea. It's it's a new way to take an old trope, and I I fucking dig that. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, a love story is brewing between Caleb, the the son, and Sylvia. Basically, because Sylvia is super cute, is totally fine with wearing not a lot of clothes, and is um she owns her sexuality. To, to if you yeah. There's a love story that blooms there, and it's, I mean, it's really cute. They have good chemistry. Uh, it's, yeah, it's kind of like comedy at the same time as this, like, blooming romance, but it's, it's fucking adorable. Speaking of fucking, there is so much of that in this movie. I mean, so much fucking. There's so much sex in this movie that there is a fuck montage a fucktage, if you will. Like, whole hog. Now, I don't want to sound like I'm clutching my pearls talking about how much sex is in this movie. And it's not just gratuitous aardvarking for gratuitous aardvarking sakes. It, it actually has... Um, it's important to the plot. So, um, that's a bonus. You know, gratuitous sex is fine. I'm a pretty big fan uh, in life and in cinema. But, you know, to have that much fucking and it makes sense in the plot, that's pretty fucking genius, guys. Uh, let's talk about what I liked about the film, like, the details. The soundtrack is fucking awesome. There's, like, some southern gothic and uh, some, sounds like some outlaw country, kind of. And every time the revenge redneck brother with the giant beard and the muscle car comes on screen... There's this absolutely fucking brutal, chugging, breakdown riff that just... It just, to borrow a line from the movie, makes my jabby dipper straighter than a skunk's tail. Seriously, shout out to Greg Bennett for the soundtrack on this thing. This is probably one of the best in an indie film that I've heard in a long time. I'd go out on a limb here and say it's the best soundtrack for a film that I've heard all year long. <clears throat> this to me is right up there with Skeletons in the Closet and Ugly Sweater Party for just badass soundtracks that I would listen to, I would purchase, or at least stream on Spotify on repeat. <clears throat> so, yeah, definitely the soundtrack, Greg Bennett, you did a great fucking job, man. <clears throat> the performances all the way around, everybody in this movie puts on the perfect performance for their part. Uh, it's a really well-balanced cast. Of course, there's, you know, standout performances. Uh, Jackie Kelly from S Sylvia. She plays a really nuanced uh, character that you don't... I don't know. I, I feel like uh, you could just take her as kind of a predatory bimbo for most of the movie or you can kind of see deeper into the the nuanced calculation that she has going on i really fucking enjoyed her on screen her acting as well as her aesthetic um but there's there's a chemistry there 
there's the chemistry between Sylvia and Caleb as their their love story kind of grows, and also between like Paul and Caleb and Paul and Sylvia. Everybody, it feels natural these interactions, <clears throat> even when it's like kind of goofy black comedy going on. You know, uh, everything feels right. The the chemistry, the direction is top notch in this. This is <clears throat> really well put together movie. For as batshit insane as the plot is, it is so well put together. Like, usually when there's this much fucking in a movie, the acting is not so great, but Tennessee Gothic managed to do both, which is another big hat tip from me. The look of this movie is awesome. It's shot on uh, Super 16, and in the beginning of the movie with the uh, title cards and stuff is the the big fucking shot on Kodak film logo, and that was something cool to see. Uh, there's a scene toward the end, like, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but there's a scene toward the end where Caleb is kind of walking toward the horizon, and he's, you know, lit by the sunset, so he's a silhouette against a tree line in this, like, open field, and it's just so beautiful. Like, <clears throat> there are some shots in this movie that are just gorgeous. I uh, really love the camera work in it, and I really believe that that shot on Super 16, that actual being shot on film, really brings it to another level. There's filmmakers out there right now, both independent and studio, who are trying their goddamnedest to make shot digital films look like this and failing miserably, even with all the money they spend on digital retouching and filters and whatever the fuck they do. Uh, again... Big hat tip to the Tennessee Gothic team. Film looks incredible, guys. There's more makeup effects than, you know, just, you know, practical effects or whatever. Uh, the makeup effects are good. Like, there's a little bit of gore, and it's done pretty well. And there's a lot of, like, makeups, you know, bruises and uh, deterioration over time and stuff like that that's done really well. Pretty subtly over time until it just builds up, you know. it's Again, that's really cool. The final reveal, you know what, it is what it is, it fits, it fits really well. I, I was not disappointed in the least, you know what I mean? So, you know, thank you Tennessee Gothic team for not putting some CGI thing in there or some stupid shit like that, for doing what you did. That was, the, the reveal was magnificent, that was good. Now, let's talk about the one thing that just boiled my piss about this movie. The fucking photographs. Okay, as <clears throat> I think it may have been toward the end of the fucktage, as uh, Caleb and Sylvia's relationship is growing, he's an amorous young man, and he's very sentimental, and <clears throat> his dick done told him he was in love with this girl. So he, was, he finds this old camera out in the barn, he wants to take a picture of her, you know, snap some pictures of her because she's pretty and naked and in front of him, and he has a camera. We've all been there, right? Probably, sure. But, you know, it's an old camera, so he has to go get the picture sent off. And so he does that, and then things happen, like an entire act of the film happens. And he goes back to pick the pictures up after everything has kind of gone to hell in one way or another. He goes to pick the photos up, and then there's it, things lead up to him finally looking at them. And in those photos is the reveal of what's really been going on the whole time. And, um, 
It's kind of like the what's in the box scene from Seven because I'm still disappointed that I didn't get to see Gwyneth Paltrow's severed fucking head. And I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't get to see the reveal in the photographs that Caleb was holding. Uh, just like an over-the-shoulder shot of, of the pictures or something like that. So we're in the moment with him. Even though by that time, I had a really good idea of what was on that film. Or on those photos. So, eh, fuck man. I know it's nitpicky, but that just boiled my piss, dude. But you do get, the audience gets that same reveal almost instantly after uh, Caleb throws down the photos and you're, you're shown that you will not see those. So, I mean, we we do get probably about the same reveal as Caleb did. So, that's fine. Now, I kind of want to address something like the, I guess, okay, look, I spent... Like, part of my brain power while watching this movie was spent trying to decode how this movie was an hour and a half long rape joke. Sorry, a little sip of coffee there. Uh, and I couldn't fucking find it. Okay, the closest I could come was the fact that at some point it's, like, mentioned and then glossed over almost immediately that uh, Sylvia is, the, the character is supposed to be underage, the actress think Satan is not so that would be that would make this film a whole different kind of weird wouldn't it but so apparently she's supposed to be underage or whatever but uh, I think maybe Caleb's a teenager as well I don't know that I don't feel like that was an important part of the plot it could have fucking been one way or the other I mean it, it made a couple of jokes work but in kind of a, a one character interaction thing it made that work but it's not a huge fucking part of the plot you know it's not like she's a fucking child or something by any stretch of the imagination and by the time the fucking the movie comes around full circle it doesn't fucking matter at all because she's definitely not underage i don't know it's just it was a little plot point that like i said it was it was introduced, it was glossed over, it was forgotten, and then it was uh, disproven, I guess, thrown out, uh, shown to be completely invalid. I, I don't know, but I still, to I, I racked my brain, man. I couldn't, I couldn't even find one rape joke in the entire fucking movie. Like, f fuck you, Rue Morgue. I, you fucking got my hopes up that this was just gonna be a fucking raunchy. Uh, degrading piece of cinema like a like a polished exploitation film and, and what I got was a well put together black horror comedy with a ton of sex and a great ending and a great cast with a fucking some awesome cinematography some solid direction and a soundtrack that I would fucking spend actual American dollars on so I mean, I'm not disappointed in film. I'm disappointed in fucking Rue Morgue Mag for, for painting a movie they obviously didn't even fucking watch. That's really shitty. I don't know. I, maybe, maybe if you, uh, maybe if you get offended by things in movies, you shouldn't review those types of movies. Maybe if you, 
movie does something that, that fucking bothers you to the core of your fucking being, uh, and you don't feel like you can actually pay attention and watch it because you're so soul-crushingly hurt by it, <clears throat> maybe don't review the fucking movie. Maybe pass it on to somebody with a sense of humor or, you know, a, not a victim complex. Who knows? Look, I'm getting on a soapbox here. <clears throat> Let me circle back around and say, all in all, would I recommend Tennessee Gothic? You bet your dead mother's wedding dress I would. God damn. I promise you, if you watch the movie, that joke makes sense. I promise. Uh, no, seriously. It's, like I said, it's super well put together. It's beautifully shot. The performances are solid. Uh, the plot is fucking great. The writing in, in the narrative and the dialogue is, is good. You're going to get some laughs. You're going to get some tension. You're going to get so much fucking, uh, it's a good time, man. You can really tell this is another one of those movies that you can really tell that there was a lot of love and attention put into it. And you can tell the chemistry and the camaraderie of the cast and crew really comes across on screen. It really makes for an excellent viewing experience. So, definitely check it out. There will be links in the description down below where you can find the trailer, uh, or where you can watch the movie or purchase the movie. I'm not completely sure, but definitely check the description for how you can get a hold of Tennessee Gothic because it is fucking amazing, and you definitely should. Um... Coming up this week, I've got a little bit of an episode plan. Yeah, I plan to do at least one more movie review this week, and uh, maybe maybe we'll do a list a list episode if you guys are down for that. Uh, leave a comment. Let me know what you'd like to hear. Like this is a new show, and I enjoy doing videos like this. Uh, let me know what you want to hear. Do you want to hear some list videos? Do you want to hear more movie reviews? Do you want to hear me bitch about things? I don't know, man. Uh, I'm just trying to get off the ground here. Thanks for tuning in, ladies and gents. If you enjoyed this, be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications. I upload videos a couple of times a week right here on the Tennessee Horror News YouTube channel. If you want to hear more of my rambling, you can check out The Horror Basement and Beyond the Basement, where I team up with Jim Jam and Johnny to talk about all manner of things, from horror flicks and hauntings to breakfast cereal and box office bombs. Those shows can be found on your favorite podcast platform, including Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And, if you're not on YouTube hearing this, you'll probably already know that after a couple of days, you can find this show on those platforms as well. Check out the description below for all the social media links. Follow me there. Until next time, keep going.